Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Oh, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. What a thought. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. You may be seated. It is so good to be in the house of the Lord. Amen. Praise God, Jesus. I just get excited, you know, and serving God, and He is good. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord, man. I just love it. Amen. Praise God. We want to get right into our studies today. Amen. And again, we're talking from the book of First Peter today. Amen. And if you're online, we're talking from the, the book of First Peter. And last week we started this and we was laying a little foundation. Amen here. And and we saw that Peter, the key word in the in the book of Peter is the word suffer. Amen. And you will find this word mentioned constantly through you know Peter's writing here. He's talking about suffering, suffered, suffering. Amen. And one of the things we find is as humans, we don't want to suffer. <laughs> you know, we don't want to to suffer not one bit. This flesh does not want to suffer. Amen. It wants to be happy. It wants to be, you know, uh, well all the time. It don't want to go through anything in our lives. We get a headache and what the first thing we do, we look for something to fix it. <laughs> you know, if, we, if I cut my finger, I, I, you know, I want to get a bandage and put on it. You know, I, I can remember my dad, uh, you know, I, uh, there for a while I thought he must love suffering. I mean, my dad would cut himself. You know what he'd do? He'd take the kerosene jug and pour it right on his hand. You know, that's bringing more pain. But you know what? It was cleanse it. It would cleanse us out. It would clean the wound. You know, he, 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 you know, he might get a little rag or something tie around it afterwards, but that was his first thing he did, you know. He did not let pain and stuff. He had a toothache. You know what he did? We didn't have any money. He just took the plows and pulled his tooth out. Amen. <laughs> you know, we 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 don't we don't like to suffer, but Peter tells us, you know, we're gonna suffer. We're going to go through some things in this life. This flesh, from the time we are born, is heading back to where it came from. It came from the dust. So it's going to go back. So we're going to have some problems in this flesh. We're going to have some pain. We're going to have some ache. And the quicker we figure that out, the better we're going to be. Guess what? If the Lord tarries, we're going to die. And the quicker we figure that out, you know, the happier we're going to be. You know, we have to realize, amen, Peter tells us in 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10, 1 Peter chapter 5 verse 10, notice what Peter says here, and I'm skipping ahead just a little bit. He says, but the God of all grace who have called you unto eternal, his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, makes you perfect establish, strengthen, and settle you. Notice what he said. After you suffer a while, it produced perfection. See, you're going to have to go through some things in your life. That's why Peter goes on and he tells us in First Peter chapter 4, verse 10, he says, Beloved, think it not strange 
concerning the fire trials, which is to try you as though some strange thing is happened unto you. He says, but rejoice and that you are becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. If you be reproached for the name of Christ, happy are you. Amen. There in verse 12. First, amen. First Peter 4.12. Beloved, think it not strange. Concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. Amen. He says, as though some strange thing is happening unto you. He says, but what? Rejoice. Amen. Get excited. <laughs> I know it don't pass the common sense test. He says, rejoice in as much as you're becoming a partaker of Christ's suffering. See, we may not be nailed to the cross, like Jesus was, we may not be beaten with a cat of nine tails where it rips the flesh out of our body by taking all these stripes. But the trials and things we go through can cause us to suffer. Amen. And as a result, we can begin to take on that same nature as Christ did in his suffering, and as a result, it will help us to become more like he was. Amen. And so we have to realize, as Peter says here, amen, that we're going to suffer some things. We're going to go through some things in our lives. Amen. We're soldiers in the Lord's army. And that's why Paul told Timothy, amen, that we must learn to endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Amen. So we're going to be tempted. We're going to be tested. We're going to go through some things in our lives. But we need to get in the habit of rejoicing when they come. Because if I allow my trial, if I allow my test, if I allow what I'm going through to take control of my life, I'm not going to praise God. I'm not going to worship God. See, to be an overcomer and to be victorious, I cannot let anything that I go through cause me to be put down to where I lose my joy and my excitement and where I'm going. I'm going to a better place. Peter goes on and he tells us here, amen, God has called us to what? Verse 4 and First Peter 1, 4, he says, to an inheritance incorruptible and undefiled and that fadeth not away reserved in heaven for you. Amen. Now notice, an inheritance. What's an inheritance? It's something that somebody's laid up for you. But you can't get it until they die. Amen. Now, so, Jesus has already died. So now you can get it. <laughs> and it's laid up for you. But you've got to be present to win. <laughs> you got to get there. And so to get there, to get what he's prepared for you, you're going to have to endure. Jesus says, I know in Revelation 2, he says, Satan's going to cast some of you into prison. That you can be tried. He said, but he that endured to the end, amen, the same shall receive or be blessed. So we got to get in the habit here of being ready to go through some things in our lives. We have an inheritance that is laid up for us, that's waiting for us. So when I'm going through things in my life, now I've got to learn how to follow the Scripture. 
Amen. The Word of God will get me where I'm trying to do. The Word of God can get me over stuff. Amen. Notice what the writer of Hebrews 4.16 says. Amen. Hebrews 4.16. He says, let us what? Come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of what? Need. So when we're going through things and we need, we need God's grace, God's grace can get you through anything. Amen. That's why Paul says, by grace are you saved and not of works. It's the gift of God. See, so I can come boldly. I've got to get up. Amen. When I'm going through things, I got to press my way through and get to the throne of God. Amen. So I can find the help that I need. Amen. When it is amazing, if you just sit there, the enemy is going to destroy you. Amen. So that's why you've got to get up and says boldly, nothing is going to stop me from getting to God. Amen. Kind of like the woman with the issue of blood. Amen. She says, if I can just touch the hem of his garment, I will be made whole. And she pressed her way through the crowd. She came boldly and she touched him. Amen. Amen. She was suffering. She was suffering. Think about her. For 12 years, her blood condition, that's a suffering in that time frame because she could not go to the house of God. Everywhere she sat was considered unclean after she got up. Amen. And can you imagine that, you know, she was thinking constantly in her mind, amen, I can't get close to anybody because I'm unclean. But she thought within herself, I will be made whole if I can just touch Jesus. Amen. She was suffering, but she did not let her suffering stop her from finding an answer. Amen. Paul says in Philippians 2, amen, I mean 4, excuse me, he says rejoice evermore. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderation be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful for nothing but in everything with prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts in mind. Get in the habit of praising God. Notice what the Psalms, the song we just sung. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. From the rising of the sun, Psalms 113 said, until the going down of the same, the Lord's name is to be praised. Amen. We have got to get in the mindset of worship and praising God. Amen. For the things that we're going through. Amen. Whoso offered praise glorifieth me. And the hymn that order is conversational, right? We will, I will show the salvation. So Peter is in, look, you're going to suffer. You're going to go through some things in your life. Don't let that stop you from praising and worshiping God because this is not your home. Amen. The Christians are going to go through some things. And the reason Peter is telling us that, he's just reminded us of what Jesus Jesus had already said on the Sermon on the Mount, Blessed are you when men shall persecute and revile you and say all matters of evil falsely against you for my name's sake. Rejoice and be exceeding glad, for so they did to the prophets that were before you. Amen. You're in a war. One of the things I was first told, 
in the, in, in when I went in the army, amen, is if I become a prisoner of war. Amen. I'm not to divulge any information to the enemy. I'm supposed to keep and bear true faith and allegiance to my country and to my comrades. I don't give out any information that's going to harm anybody else. So that means if I got to suffer, I got to suffer. And I've been beat. I've been punched. All kinds of stuff. It hurt, yeah. <laughs> Praying army, you know, because they was preparing me for if my enemies caught me, they was going to do even worse. So, yeah, I've suffered over this. <laughs> it killed me? No. This made me a stronger soldier. So Peter is trying to prepare our minds. That's why the epistles is all about. It's preparing us. Amen. For things that are come. You know, and knowing these things, Jesus says, settle it in your mind. Paul says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies as living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is a reasonable service, and be not conformed to the world, but be transformed by renewing the way you think. You can't think the same old way now. It don't make the it don't pass the common sense test. Why rejoice if I'm suffering? What's set there in pain? He ain't saying set there in pain. He says rejoice. Keep praising God. Keep worshiping. Take your mind off the things. Amen. That's that's causing you pain, and you you'll be surprised if you put your mind somewhere else. What you can get through. You know, I've heard people complain about having to fly across the ocean 14, 20 hours to get to their destination. They complaining all the way. You know what I'm doing? Crashed out like a C-130, man. I get in the back of, I get in the back of the plane, put a blanket over my head, and I go to sleep. I ain't going to sit there for no 20 hours complaining about the long journey. I just tell the stewards, hey, only wake me up if you're serving ice cream. <laughs> you know? I like to sit to the back, you know, so I can get free stuff. <laughs> Amen. I enjoy my long flights. I, I get excited. I've been sitting back there messing with the stewardesses and talk to them about the Lord and enjoy myself. Amen. I don't have time to be suffering and complaining about the trip. Yeah, the seats hurt, but get up and exercise. Amen. Right on the plane. Praise God. So to be a victor, to be overcoming our suffering here, we've got to learn how to rejoice. We've got to set a mindset. Notice what the psalmist says in Psalms 121. I will lift my eyes unto the hills from which cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord which made the heavens and the earth. Amen. He will not suffer you to be moved. Amen. He that keepeth thee will what? Not slumber. He that keepeth Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is thy keeper. The Lord is the shade upon thy right hand. The sun shall not smite thee by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will preserve thee. He will preserve you from all evil. He will preserve your soul. He will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. Amen. Psalms 46. God is my refuge and God is my strength. He's a very present help in trouble. Though the earth, we will not 
lips that would not fear, though the earth be moved, and though the mountains be carried in the mix of the sea, though the waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, Selah. There's a river, there's a stream that shall make glad the cities of God, the holy place, the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her, and he will help her, and that right early. The heathen raised, the earth was moved, he uttered his voice, and the earth melted. The God of Jacob is with us. The Lord of hosts is with us. God of Jacob is our refuge. Come and see the desolation which he's done in the earth. He's caused wars to cease from the end of the earth. He's broken the bow. He's cut the spears under. He's burned the chariots in fire. Watch this. Be still. And just know that I'm God. Amen. God says, watch. See what I'll do. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous can run into it and be saved. He that dwell in the secret place of the Most High shall, not will, but shall abide under the shadows of the Almighty. And I will say of the Lord that he's my refuge, my fortress, my God in whom I will trust. Surely he will hide me from the snare of the fowler and from the and pestle. He will cover me with his feathers and under his wing you shall trust. His truth shall be your shield and your buckler. You shall not be afraid of the terror by night, nor the error that fly by day, nor the the pestilence walk in darkness, though the destruction of waste at noonday. A thousand shall fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Only with your own eyes shall you behold and see the reward of the wicked. Why? Because you've made the Lord your refuge. Amen. There shall no evil befall you. And neither shall the plagues come nigh your dwelling, for he will give his angels charge. Over you, they keep you in all their ways. They will bear you up in their hands, lest you dash your foot against a stone. You shall tread upon the lion and the adder, and the young lion and dragon. You shall trample on the feet, because you've set your love upon him. Amen. You can call, he'll answer. He'll deliver you and set you on high. Amen. That's the God you serve. You can be victorious. Over every trial, every situation. Amen. So we've been called to an inheritance, Peter says. Incorruptible, undefiled, which fadeth not away, reserved for you in the heavens. Amen. Verse 6 here. He says in First Peter chapter 1, Wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season, if need be, you are in heaviness through the manifold, temptations. Amen. Though you're going through things in your life, though you're facing trials, made, though you're facing hardships, amen, there's wonderful joy ahead. Amen. There's something ahead. Not only is there joy ahead, guess what? You got something behind you. You know what the end of verse, of, uh, verse 6 in Psalms 23 says? Surely Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. Think about what's behind you. And think about what's before you. Joy is waiting for you. Praise God. Eternal joy. Eternal peace. 
Amen. Love is waiting for you. So Peter says, wherein you greatly rejoice, though now for a season to everything, Solomon says, there is a season and there's a time to every purpose under the heavens. A time to be born, a time to die, a time to plant, a time to pluck up that which is planned. Time to kill and a time to heal. Time to break down, a time to build up. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to death. A time to cast away stones and a time to cast stone, draw stones together. Amen. Amen. A time to lose and a time to keep. A time to, to uh, cast away and a time to gather together. He goes on. A time of love and a time of hate. A time to keep silent, time to speak. You know, all of those stuff. And he says, God has made all things beautiful in his time. Amen. There's joy, wonderful joy, waiting for you or ahead of you. So Peter says, you greatly rejoice now. Verse 7, that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish it, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. Notice, your faith, he says, is on trial here. Your faith is being tested. See, this is why you've got to build up your faith. You remember, when, 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 I, when we get to Second Peter, he starts out in Second Peter 1.5, he says, add to your faith, what? Virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, Patience, godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. For these things be in you and abound, they make that you should not be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But he that liketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off the God he was purged from his old sin. Wherefore, the brother, brother, make sure you give your calling diligently, okay? Yeah, because you do those things, you're never going to fall, right? So you got to add to your faith. you got to build your faith. Trials is designed to test your faith. Amen. You've got to have faith. You've got to believe God. You've got to walk in darkness. You've got to be able to go through things knowing that you do not see God with your naked eye. Amen. The Bible says nobody's seen God at any time. That's why you've got to have faith to believe that God is there. Amen. You have to believe the word of God that he says, I won't leave you. I will not forsake you. Amen. The only thing the children of Israel could see was the flyer in the, in the cloud. Amen. But they knew God was there. Amen. You have got to believe that God is right there with you every step of the way. That's what faith is. He won't leave you. He won't forsake you. You can go to him. You can trust him. Amen. And he will bring you through. Amen. Your faith is going to be tested. Your faith is going to be tried. You got faith. You just don't realize it. You want me to tell you how I know you got faith? Because most of you walked out to your car this morning, stuck your key, and you believe that car was going to start. You walk in your house, you hit the light switch, you believe the lights are coming on. You believe it. How much more? Notice what Solomon says in Proverbs 3, 5. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not under your own understanding. And all your ways acknowledge him and he'll direct your path. Amen. God, it may come right through his word, precept upon precept, line upon line. Here little, there little. Amen. God will speak to you. Sometimes he speaks audibly. You know, sometimes there's a thought that will come right into your mind. 
And you know it's not you. <laughs> Amen. You know it's them. Amen. And this is when, you're, when your faith is being tested. Abraham had to get his faith. You know, 25 years before he had his kid, boy, that's, that's some, some proving there. You know, and when, it, when finally God shows up and says, guess what? Sarah's going to have a kid next year. Hey, what did they do? It fell on the face and started laughing. Man, I'm, a, I'm 99, so next time you come, I'll be 100. Sarah will be 90. Ain't no way. God says, oh, yes. You know, you've got to believe. You've got to trust the trying of your faith. Work it patience. Amen. But let patience, James says, have its perfect works that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. You've got to get to the point that you trust God. If you're going to trust man, you know, just because I got a degree on my wall to say I'm a doctor, you're going to let me, you're going to let him hack you up and cut you up. You don't know if he's a doctor or not. He could have brought it online. He could be impersonating a doctor. But you let him examine you. You let him cut you up. You let him do all kinds of stuff. But yet you're not going to trust God, the creator of all things, the great I am, the way, the truth, the life, the door, who says without me you can do nothing. We've got to learn to trust him. He wants your faith to be right. Abraham, as I said, you know, God says, Abraham, you leave home and I'll bless you. And he did. I mean, Abraham is, is he, he's being blessed by so much. He goes down into Egypt. Emlick wants to, you know, him and Sarah to come up with some concoction to be able to say, Sarah's my sister, even though she was his half-sister, which was a true statement. But, but you know, God intervenes. And Emlick gives him all kinds of stuff. <laughs> you know, think about it. Abraham is so blessed that him and Lot can't even stand in the same area together. Lot's being blessed because of Abraham. See, we've got to learn how to walk by faith. Even though I'm going through trials, even though I'm going through things in my life, I've got to stand on the word of God. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. Cast not away your confidence, which have great recompense of reward. You have need of patience. That after you've done the will of God, you might receive the promise. For yet a little while, he that will come will come and will not tarry. The just have got to live by faith. Do you know that saying is written four times in Scripture? The just has got to live by faith. Habakkuk says it. The writer of Hebrews says it. Paul writes it in Corinthians. Amen. You, you, you've, you've, got to, you've got to trust God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence. You know, notice what Hebrews 7 
I mean, eleven seven talks about Noah. What did he do? God said, told Noah, I'm going to destroy the earth. He moved with fear and prepared an ark, the Bible said, to what? The saving of his house. He condemned the world and became the heirs of righteousness, which is by faith. Amen. They looked for a city which had foundation, whose builder and maker was God. Amen. You've got to learn how to walk by faith in this, this world. This world is getting darker and darker. And that's why Jesus says you are a light. You are the city that's set on the hill that cannot be hidden. You've got to let it shine, my brothers and sisters, so that the trial of your faith, amen, rejoice, greatly rejoice, that the trial of your faith, being much more precious than gold that perish, amen, throw it be tried with fire, might be found to the praise and honor and glory of the appearing of Jesus Christ. So what Peter just did is he reached back and Jesus told the story about the unjust judge. You remember back in Luke 18 when he, Jesus started out saying, I wish that men would pray and not faint. And then he tells the story about the unjust judge and the woman kept saying, avenge me of my adversaries. And he wouldn't for a while but afterwards, he says, unless this woman keep wearing me to death, you know, I'm going to avenge her. You know, and Jesus says, look what the unjust judge says. He said, but look, when the Son of Man comes, is he going to find faith on earth? So when Jesus comes back, he's going to be looking for faith. He's going to be looking for those that have stood strong, those that trusted him, those that obeyed his word and did exactly what he said to do. What does Solomon in Ecclesiastes with? Let us hear the conclusion of the whole matter. Fear God and keep his commandments. But this is the whole duty of man. Amen. We gotta learn how to walk by faith in our trials and suffering if we're gonna be victorious. Amen. Amen. He didn't bring you out to leave you. He brought you out to carry you in. You are supposed to be victorious in your life. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Behold, I give you power to tread over all the serpents and scorpions and all over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall hurt you. Praise God. You're going to suffer. You're going to go through some things. But pick yourself up by your bootstraps. Learn how to motivate yourself. Learn how to look in the mirror and laugh at yourself. Don't be committing suicide. What is what is that all about? You ain't got no business committing suicide. They ain't that bad. Amen. The answer is to laugh. The answer is to be excited. Amen. Rejoice. See the goodness. The heavens declare the glory of the Lord. The firmament show forth his handiworks. God is good. Amen. You can do this thing. Man, we got to quit. Oh, man, where did the time go? Lord, I thank you again today. 
God, I praise you right now, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, Lord God, that no matter what we face, no matter what we go through, God, you are my God, you are my Lord, you are my Savior, and I can endure, God. And I'm asking you, Lord Jesus, to continue, Lord God, to guide us, to direct us, and lead us, oh God, throughout this day, oh God. Bless your people, Lord God. Uh, Cause them, Lord God, to realize they can endure also, Lord God, the same as I can endure, oh God, because you are our God, you are our Lord, you are our Savior, and we thank you again. Bless your people, Lord God. Pour their hearts to you this day, God. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Hopefully see everybody at church at 1030. Come on, get up, get dressed, and let's go. Amen. In Jesus' name. God bless you.